News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next 30 minutes talking about probably the most expensive thing you will buy in your life, and that's a house. Unless you're going to buy in some big luxury yacht, that could be something too, but we don't talk about that. I hope you're having a good morning. I'm Bob Sekoler, and in the studios with us, some great folks. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Thanks for coming back, Chuck. Good to see you. Good to see you. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They hire veterans, uh, the number one home team inspection service in the country. And you can reach Brad and his group at 357-0813. Thanks for being here, Brad. Hey, good morning. Glad to be here. Good morning. And then my son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more, right? Sure. Yep. Something like that. Something like that. And uh, you can see some of his work. Go to Louisville3D.com. Or... Uh, not so much Louisville 3D. That's, uh, that's just 3D stuff. But if you want to see what we're doing, uh, Chuck said it a couple shows ago, you, know, you can check us on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram. Look at uh, look up Greg Sokola. Look at the Sokola team. We sell Louisville. Any one of those names will do. Um, I might be up at 2.30 in the morning editing photos and showing you how we do things in the back end, the, the, uh, the dark side of real estate. All right. Very good. And coming up a little later on in today's show, 12 ways you may be wasting closet space. I think, Chuck, I looked at this one because I thought of you. Not that I know your closet has got wasting space, but I think you would appreciate what we're going to come up with. Yeah, Let us go right to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Dana. Yeah. I'm buying my first home, and I signed some sort of paper when I started working with the agent. The problem is the agent never returns my calls, and I've missed looking at five homes that have sold before I was able to get in to see them. How can I get out of working with this agent? So, Chuck, it's an exclusive agency is what it sounds like yeah. she may have signed, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of drive me a little bit crazy. If if the person's not holding up his end of the agreement, well, uh-huh. yeah, you can get out of it, but... You read the document, and it, it basically says you're you're hooked to them for their life. Uh, what I would do is always go to the broker. He is the agent for the broker. The broker is the top dog here. Uh, that's that's the ultimate. So you just go to the broker and say, hey, this guy's not doing a good job, et cetera, et cetera, and, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, if they're not returning your call or they're just being a bad agent, uh, there are other remedies to take care of that. You want to go into those other rounds? Uh, well, I'm thinking the KREC. Uh, oh, going to yeah, a, yeah, okay. yeah. If if a professional doesn't do their job and causes you damage, well, there are there are many avenues, legal and also going through the uh, board that uh, licenses them. Got it. Uh, so my bet is most people would, uh, after the talk with the agent, at least this is how it normally rolls out when I run into this, uh, you talk to the broker and the broker says, now, nah, okay, you, we'll get you somebody else. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so be, hopefully, Dana, that helps you move forward in the direction that you want to move. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Tom. Yeah. I was getting ready to sell my house. Finished the basement by myself. I was wondering if I could get the electrical work inspected now after the work has been done. All right, Tom. So, Brad, this is one that we hear on a kind of frequent yeah. occasion. Yeah, I think we talked about this even uh, pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah, so getting the work, doing the work by yourself is can be problematic. 
but getting it inspected by an electrician after the work is done might be close to impossible just due to the fact that everything's probably now closed up uh, within the walls. So I don't know if there's a there's an easy answer to that. I'm not sure that, that he would find an electrician that would be willing to come out and do any sort of certification that, uh, you know, an amateur handyman or homeowner uh, did the work. Uh, so let's talk about this on, in general. And, Chuck, jump on here because mm-hmm. from a legal issue. So you as a homeowner, I own a home. If I wanted to uh, fix up the basement mm-hmm. myself, yes or no, legal, allowed? Well, yeah, you're allowed to fix up your own home. Now, uh, if you start going into things like electricity, there are codes and whatnot that you have to abide by uh, that you can get into a whole lot of trouble for not doing. So let me take it one step further. So allowed permits needed to be pulled? Yeah. Yeah, I would think that with electrical work there would be. Absolutely. Particularly finishing a basement. Putting in a water heater, doing anything like that. If, If that requires a permit to be pulled, so pull it. Guys, I know the answer to this. I'm being rhetorical yeah. about this. Okay, so I'm going to say, okay. come so, on. <laughs> so the reason you want to make me get a permit is what? Because the well, law says so. Well, yeah. no, okay, that's why I'm asking for both. Well, yeah. and from my side, it would be you know totally from the safety standpoint well, and whether or not the work was done by somebody who was competent in Wait, well, and that, that goes work. even further. If you, if you do your own wiring and you don't tell anybody about it, well, that's also going to be a problem uh, with a sale. And then the house burns down because of faulty yeah, wiring, right. and then they find out that you did it. Exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly. Okay. Right. So, so there's an insurer's nightmare. So right. here's where I'm going with this. So from a an agent standpoint, when we walk into a house and – the seller says, well, we, I did my own um, repairs or uh, construction in the basement. Um, or and even if they don't, when I go into a basement, I always look at the, if, it's, if the electrical box is in the basement, I look for the sticker. And if there's been improvements and there's no sticker that's been certified that it's been inspected again, mm-hmm. I ask my seller, so did who did the, the work? So they're allowed to do this, but they're supposed to pull a permit. And the reason is... So that yeah. someone comes out and does a check of the work that's been done by an electrician. Mm-hmm. And it, that's correct. It, and I ele- presume to pull an electrical permit, you have to be an electrician to do it. Yes. Uh, which is yes. why they... But get, Right. But I'm saying that a lot of times they'll just do the work and they, there's some outlets that are down there that they don't do any changes to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Well, I, I wonder for the sake of a builder. So like in my, my personal home, my builder came in after construction and he did the inspection. So the sticker is there, but I don't know... We put in a 220 um, heater in my garage because we had some pipe freezing issues. So he was trying to navigate that whole thing. And what he ended up doing is doing that and adding a new 220 to my breaker. And they had he had the inspector come back out to inspect the electrical yeah. panel and put that as they were putting in the new service. But did they pull a permit for that? I don't. I don't know. I'm assuming he might have, but he wasn't doing any construction. They were just running a 220. So is it because it's the builder doing it and they had it inspected? So no, that's they, the they ran electricity. They, right. they need to pull a permit okay. for it. They changed their uh, the the parameters plan. of the original yep. sure. permit. Right. Uh, I've actually see, uh, ran into a case, though, where somebody took an old permit and uh, from off of another item Ooh. and forged the that permit the problem. So what's and the penalty? stuck it on there. What's the penalty? Oh, I imagine that's all kinds of felonies. Yeah, that's uh, the problem. Yeah. <clears throat> Good so, boy. All right. Don't, yeah, we don't want to go there. That's tough. Listen, if your home is not sold or you're thinking of selling, we can help. Go to LouisvilleHouseDoctors.com and then fill out the forms. Yes, we do make house calls, and they are free of charge. 
That's LouisvilleHouseSellers.com. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob. My name's Vicki, yeah. and I have a question for you. Okay. I am in the process of selling my home, and just curious as to what an examination of title to the property is, and who pays for this? Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, buyer pays for it, uh, typically, although that's something that you can... Uh, negotiate. I don't know. Up in Indiana, sometimes the uh, sellers will pay for part of that. Uh, but we, what we do is we go back for the particular period of time, either 60 years, 30 years, depending on the situation. Uh, you go back, uh, follow all the deeds back, then you follow all the deeds forward, look for liens on every owner, make sure every conveyance was correct. Uh, just pick up all the information relating to the title. Uh, it's pretty technical. People will get on the computer. I, I get the call all the time. Oh, I got on the county clerk's computer and I ran my own title. Like, no, you didn't. You really didn't. Uh, is this computerized these days? or you uh, have to go well, A lot of it is computerized. Yeah, a lot of it is computerized. Uh, and there's a lot of things you can pick up, but you got to know what you're looking for. There's two or three different uh, sites you have to go to, and it's, it's fairly technical. It used to be the number one area for uh, legal malpractice was uh, title work. Uh, but then, you know, it became national sport to sue your personal injury attorney if they don't make a million dollars for you. So these days, it's, you've, is it more difficult or easier to do a title search uh, and pull the right? It, it, it's per property. I mean, there are certain properties that, that might be more difficult depending on how many, you know, uh, how many chains you get uh, run into, how many chains are broken, how many, you know, uh, off-sells. Yeah, it, it, think, of a, think of a subdivision. Yeah. Uh, you've got 150 properties based on, on what? Maybe two or three or four tracks that were either merged or maybe cut off of a larger truck. It just depends on the property. Hmm. There are those that, you know, you can do pretty quickly, uh, but they get complicated. Plus, you know, let's just say that your last name is, you know, Jones. Yeah. Uh, think about all the liens that we're going to pick up that you have to go through and clear and make sure whether they attach or not. And, you know, it re- also requires a modicum of... Uh, uh, of legal uh, knowledge. Uh, for instance, you see a, a mechanics lien. Yeah. Uh, well, it has a statute of limitations of one year. Uh, well, you know, how do you know if they filed something in the meantime? Well, there's another place you got to go look. It 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 gets involved. Uh, this is certainly an area that I would not want any part of. To, mm-hmm. Is part of. So I'm glad you're there. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Good for you. Hey, listen. There's uh, buyers that you're thinking of sell, buying your first home. You're wondering, well, what is this, what are the steps involved? Because that's always important. You want to save for your down payment. That's number one. Two, know your credit score. Three, find a real estate agent. Four, get pre-approved. Five is then find a home. Six, make an offer. Seven, have the home inspection. Eight, get an appraisal. Nine, close the sale and go to a closing attorney in Louisville or in southern Indiana. And then ten, move in. Those are the ten steps to getting into a home uh, for the first time. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the 12 ways you may be wasting closet space. I got a feeling there's a couple of eye openers in here for all of you and remedies for closets that are overcrowded. In the studios with me, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Services. 357-0813. My son, Greg, who does our marketing and so much more. Huh. And you can uh, reach me, Bob Sekuller, anytime, 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS.
Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team. Get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. As a real estate investor, I look for sharp agents who really know their market. Agents who do so much business they can find me the right investment property and sell it for the most money without drama. When I need real estate advice in Louisville, I call Bob and Greg Sokola. Their innovative marketing attracts hundreds of buyers every month which creates more demand for your home, selling it faster and for more money. They guarantee to sell it on your timeline or they'll buy it. Call the agents I trust, Bob and Greg Sokoler, and avoid the drama. News Radio 840 WHAS. Thank you, Bob Corcoran. Greg and I were up there a couple of weeks ago, months ago, actually, now, and uh, had a great time with her. Uh, you can get more information about uh, what we do selling homes. We need homes to sell desperately because we keep selling the ones we have. That's a good thing for us. You can reach me anytime to just talk, 376-5483. If you want, we have a no-obligation free booklet to sell your home faster and for more money. Send me an email, bob at com, and put in the title, Selling Your Home Tips. It could be something as simple as that or even tips. I don't know what you're talking about. In the studio, we've got Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. They hire veterans. They're the number one home team inspection service in the country, and Brad is a great stand-up guy who uh, does a great job, and his team does as well. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks so much. Also, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, does an incredible job on closings. And also, as he tells you, and I'll tell you, if he doesn't know who, if he doesn't if I don't do, do it, it I know he who knows does. who. I was just thinking, you do wills. There's a variety of things that you do, including yeah. evictions to some level as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got okay. one coming up this next week. So when I go in, and my son Greg, by the way, who oh, does hi. our marketing. Hey, no, and, that's, uh, how it is. that's how it is in daily life. Oh, by the way, there's my, oh, son, Greg. Yeah, he my does, son Greg. He's our operations no, manager. Yeah. Marketing oh, look at all so these fantastic more. guys we're with. And then <laughs> Greg. That's like Greg. No, no, no. Okay. So I walk into homes, and I see the closets are most always stuffed overcrowded. And when a buyer walks in there, the one thing they look, they're going to look for closet space, especially in the master bedroom. So 
I thought this is really interesting uh, concept. Smart storage is number one on ways you may be uh, wasting closet space. If you're opening your closet door in the morning and it unleashes an avalanche of accessories, or if you need to dig through your entire wardrobe to find one pair of shoes that completes the outfit, take heart. Whether you rent or own, whether you live in a big house or a teeny apartment, practically everyone has the same complaint about the bedroom closet. It is too small, right? So one of the things you can do if your shoe collection is out of control, uh, which in many cases it is, I've become recently a, a, a sneaker freak or I'm called a sneakerhead. Yeah, it's too many. Kids call it nowadays. So of course, get rid of all like, the shoes you no longer wear. That would mm-hmm. be smart. I get that, and then instantly increase your available space. You can go to Amazon. They've got these stackers, and what it is is one shoe goes in one way, and the other shoe goes up above it. They're plastic. They're cheap. And um, it just look for closet space, but it will it doubles the space immediately because instead of putting sh- um, shoes or sneakers next to each other on a shelf, one goes on top of the other, and, and it's they're held it's at that an angle. Vertical stack, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Um, next, you don't use shelf dividers. Now, this is really something. Think about this: if you're if your closet you know, on a shelf, if you've got multiple things that are laid across the entire shelf, you are in essence, wasting space. So these dividers go in and they make kind of columns, for the lack of a better mm-hmm. word, that are allowing you to use more space of of your closet. It makes sense. And again, uh, they're available um, on Amazon. And I, I'll have, I own one share of Amazon, but I'm not pit, pitching Amazon <laughs> for any other reason, the fact that that's where they are. They're sh- called shelf dividers. And um, one of them comes from uh, Eve Lots is the name, again, on Amazon. You don't pack away seasonal clothing. This is a big thing. If you leave your winter clothes in during the summer and vice versa, you're wasting space. You can double the size instantly by just putting away in a different closet or in a basement or storage. Your bedroom closet is a catch-all for the rest of the house. So this is what I envision when I'm reading this. I'm thinking of Chuck. You've got a set of golf clubs or an ironing board or boxes of holiday decorations all stuffed into the closet. Golf no, clubs in the closet. We have a storage room. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yes, right. we have the cat room. Yes. So dedicate your bedroom closet almost entirely to the items that you wear on a regular basis. You only have one Rob. This is a, a lot of people are guilty of this. So in your closet where you put clothes, when you hang them on hangers, a lot of people have just one rod going across a wall. Pretty typical, Bob. Right? Pretty typical. But you can double that, double the space just by, so you put one a little lower. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's for shirts and one higher. You're acting or, like this is uh, well, this is easy. So I got to go to the store yeah, and I got to yeah, go okay. to Lowe's. All right. Now yeah. I got to buy a rod. Now I got to figure out how to install well, the rod. Okay. And then I got to yeah, move my okay. old rod, which is probably built in or a wireframe. Make it sound real easy, Bob. It's not that easy. I'm just saying. Kids. If, if your bedroom closet has a swinging door, don't forget that you can use the back of that door for more storage. Oh, like one of those hangers and you can't close the door? So no, I'm just no, no. Be... You want to make sure you can close it. But <laughs> I'm taking my angles. Organizers that will hold scarves, jewelry, gloves, belts, sure. even flat shoes. Absolutely. And if you don't want to make use of vertical space, most closets have a shelf directly above the closed rod, mm-hmm. right? So if you... Right. Don't want to do double rods. Even if you do double rods. Well, that rods, was my point. Well, because if you have a shelf, yeah. then you got to move the shelf, and you got to put another rod. It's so difficult. Another suggestion, clean up the closet floor most of the times. It's a mess, the floor of the yes. closet. Jumble yeah. of shoes, dirty laundry. Get some hampers, put the dirty laundry in there. It'll look a lot neater. If you have too much clothing, pare down. That makes sense. And my wife's constantly on my back about too much 
clothing. Sorry about that. I'm the minimalist. I wear like the same five yeah. things. Yep. We were going to talk to you about that. Yeah. It's all right. Sometimes I come a little stinky. It's okay. It's you, a benefit have, of my closet. I have the same five shirts. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you don't use hanging space efficiently. While a rod is useful for hanging much of your wardrobe, there are many items, including purses, folding knits, hats, and boots, that aren't easy to hang, but you want to find it close at hand in but your closet. But if you get one of those little vertical shoot towers that Bob was talking about. Or cubby shoot. organizers, mm-hmm. right? Hang one in your child's closet for each cubby and with a completely different outfit that helps you organize, keep the kids straight. If you waste a recessed area, this is important as well, a lot of recessed areas and closets, many of them have their deeply recessed and they go to waste. It's not easy to reach and it doesn't have a hanging rod, but don't pass it up. It's valuable storage. Fit a tall organizer. It can be as simple as a thin, tall shelving unit into that space. Now you have instant exeter. And then no light. While it doesn't help physically, it does give the illusion of space. Really, light equals more space. As well, when you illuminate the interior of the closet, it's much easier to find what you're looking for. So think about putting a light in. Even the battery lights now last a lot longer. This is, this is such a big deal in, in bigger cities like New York where you don't have storage uh, You'd rooms. You'd be shocked, like, right? like Chuck, no, my wife, Casey, before she moved down here, this yeah. is one of the things that she did as a business was she went in and basically organized yeah. people's closets and mm. or little tiny apartments that most of us would consider closets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, right. Our closet's as big as my dorm room in college. Right. I mean, it... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, it's a good size. Yeah. Yeah. It's got lights and double rods. I mean, that's... Uh, did yeah. you do that or do you already have somebody do it? Oh, it's, it was that way. That way we bought, bought it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Joanne. Yeah. I listen to you every week and uh, I'm going to sell my home. Okay. My ranch is on a crawl space. One corner of the house seems to be getting lower. What shall I do? Joanne, it... What does that sound like to you, Brad? If one corner is on a going low, uh, well, it's probably that the she's got a uh, foundation that's starting to uh, sink down there in that corner. the The good part about it is that can be fixed, uh, but I would definitely suggest that she talk to a foundation company uh, if she's already noticing that because there's probably some cracks inside the house as well mm-hmm. that would give. Um, the, the buyers and the inspectors some idea that there are some shifting. So, yeah, definitely that's one where you'd want to call out a foundation company to take a take a look. So, water intrusion is uh, that what's it, causing it, it? It could be it could be water. It could just be depending on the age of the house. Could be just how the dirt, uh, what's underneath the dirt, what was compacted under it. A lot of times when houses are built, there's a lot of wood that will rot and decay over time, and that it, that area will collapse. Mm underneath it because it just wasn't you know it can't be compacted as the uh, as the wood rots and deteriorates to fix it they have to dig a hole and then put a pier of some yeah sort, probably or? some sort of a pier some sort of a jack uh that they would have to put under that um you know depending on what how far down the uh the the rock would be the solid foundation yeah. if they can um, get to solid if foundation, they can get to right? it you know if not they're gonna just gonna have to pour some sort of a footing Underneath it, out wide, pack. Yeah, yeah, put a bigger pad. Underneath. So and so, the problem is, if a seller or mm-hmm. someone who's living there doesn't right. have the money, You're right? What what's the recourse at that point? Well, I mean, that's I think that's something a good idea to talk to the agent about. You know, as far as you know, if, is that something that goes on the disclosure? Is that something that's negotiated as part of the of the purchase? Is that something that you use a home equity, you know, line of credit 
you know, afford to, to take care of it before. Uh, if you're looking to sell the house, I mean, you know, depending on the, the equity uh, in it. But I mean, I would always suggest that that's something better to fix in, in advance of listing right. the house. Because it's going to come back to bite and chuck. Yeah. Uh, if she doesn't report it in the disclosure. Obviously, they'll figure it out. And yeah. obviously, that's a problem. That's going to be a big problem. Big problem. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. So I hope, uh, Joanne, you get that worked out and uh Call me yeah. if you need help on that. We can try to work something out and figure it out for you. Well, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is April. Yeah. I'm about to sell my home, and I'm wondering what paperwork I'm going to need for the transaction. So, Chuck, what is the list of paperwork that's needed? Um, I guess that a seller needs? Yeah, well, I'm yeah. thinking really all the, you're going to pull all the paperwork, yeah, right? I, I yeah. pull all the paperwork. Generally, um, the way it works is we'll get a title or we'll run the title. If I have questions about things, then I will get back with the seller. So let's say that I, I run the title and I picked up a mortgage from 15 years ago that looks like it should have been paid off, you know, because you can usually tell a mortgage followed by another mortgage, but it's the old one's not paid off. Somebody forgot to file a release. Uh-huh. A lot of mortgage companies, what they would do is they would mail that release to the homeowner who didn't know to uh, have it recorded. So what I'll do is I'll call up the homeowner and I'll say, hey, who shows this mortgage, yada, yada, yada. Did you pay it off? Did they send you anything? Do you have the note that says, hey, thanks for paying us off? Uh, and frequently they will go back, oh, yeah, I've got it right here. You know, so yeah. that kind of thing. But there's nothing in particular that I would need from them other than a picture ID. Most of the paperwork that's going to be requested is going to be from the mortgage lender yeah. who is going to ask you for a variety. And, of and on the seller side, it's going to be me. I'm going to write all that paperwork. Yeah, so you don't have to worry so much yeah. about it. And then just the typical listing paperwork that you would go through with the with the, yeah, with the, with agent. the listing yeah. agent. So um, interesting. Before we move on here, I, there's an interesting report that triggered a, a thought that we needed to talk about: um, the real likelihood you're being watched through your home. Um, and, you know, the, the original report that I had read was about how many different uh, types of uh, nefarious softwares out there that on your computer, and a lot of the computers have little uh, cameras, cameras built into them and also or webcams that they put on them and that uh, just in general you want to cover those when you are not using them. But more importantly, more recently, we are hearing more and more reports that the sellers have cameras and whether it's a computer camera or a nest or any other mm-hmm. types of cameras that buyers need to be aware along with their buyer's agent that when they're walking through they're being watched and recorded yeah. and what what you're shaking your head yes no no i yeah. mean absolutely yeah. yeah but i'm just amazed i've i've heard the stories people yeah. go in and act improperly uh, it's like why would you go into somebody else's house that you're looking to buy and, and act like that well, but a lot of it's you're not even that nefarious. It's more that they're discussing the home. and Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've you, mentioned that before. Yeah, if you walk in and you say, oh, I love this house. I, I This is the house I got to have. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd do anything to get this. Yeah, yeah. and no, you don't want to. The seller hears that, and yeah. that tells the seller, oh, we got a buyer on the hook. Yeah, that, and that's a the, tactical error. I was thinking tactical, more yeah. along the lines of uh, yeah, you know, doing, different people doing, coming in and talking about oh, yeah, I wouldn't say yeah, that it's a necessarily a nefarious thing. I certainly have cameras in my main level for security and my exterior, my mm-hmm. doorbell, and you better yeah. believe when I put my home on the market later in this month, I will have those live and ready to go. House? We're building a new one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We got an opportunity to build in. Uh, can I? Uh, you let me say. We've yeah, got an yeah, opportunity yeah. to build in Homerama for uh, 2020 in Norton Commons. It's going to be amazing. Okay. We've got this guy. So you're staying in uh, 
Yeah, stay you know, in the so. neighborhood. Uh, Bentley Homes, our, our our friend over there, Palmer Cole, is an yeah. amazing builder. Also, land developer. We've talked in the past. Yeah. We need more homes in the market, but uh, got a pretty cool project coming. It's going to be named after Bob and my my mother. Uh, it's going to be the floor plan is called the Noreen. So we're going sort of a very cool, cool. Um, out of respects and uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, we're going to be part of Homerama in a big way this year. So yeah. that's. Oh, coming, cool. but that we'll talk more. So about we're going to need the, the uh, we're going to yeah. need the listeners' uh, help in making sure we get all the votes. It's, it's we're doing amazing things. We've got our designer involved, set the stage with Carista. Uh, she's over there. Amazing, amazing team we've got put together. So all right, the cat's out of the bag on that one. A little early, but that's fine. Not a problem. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come around Norton Commons. The the, yeah, the construction's going amazing. They, they've already got there. there's yeah. nine houses this year. All of them have roofs on them already. You can see plus Gilberto Gelato. Oh, it's yes. so good. You can walk <laughs> down there. All right, we're out of time, guys. We'll talk food and more homes next week. We thank our dear friends, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. We'll see you next time. Yes, uh, Brad Lawler, the owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 3570813. It's been fun as always. Thank you. My son, Greg, who, as you've heard, is building a house. He does our marketing and so much more. Just operations. All right, operations manager. Got there it. There you go. And you can reach me anytime on my cell phone, 376-5483. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS. <laughs>